Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Good morning. We hear you. All right. There's Jesse. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday, Theodis. <laughs> just you and me without the without Susan today. Uh, I think so. It's just just you and I. Awesome. Yes, Susan sir. is on vacation. So, yes. do you have a topic, Theodis, that you're rolling with today? Absolutely. My topic today is no pressure, no diamond. No pressure, no diamond. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Happy Monday. Just make sure everyone's feeling good and ready. You guys ready for No Pressure, No Diamond? All right, we got Let's nods do it. Thumbs up. Let's do it. All right, Theodis, you jump in wherever because today's a Monday morning. I'm shaking the uh, shaking the, the cobwebs out of Even though you and I did a call three hours ago, I feel like I'm still shaking the cobwebs off. Let's do this. Yeah, you know, I purposely went to the 6 a.m. CrossFit because I looked at the workout and I was like, oh, that is horrible. So I went and... Uh, had a lactate acid party and I'm showered and now my, my heart is still beating. So if I'm a little jittery, that's because I'm still like recovering from the workout. So I made sure that I, you know, to get my energy up because I was feeling the same cobwebs this morning too, Jess. I love it. All right. So, so no, so no pressure, no diamond for mindset Monday. Where are we starting? Yeah. Well, you know, that book, uh, you recommended own your day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that was perfect timing because I like how he uh, elo eloquently said that, you know, we live in this perpetual state of being in comfort. And, you know, just from an evolutionary standpoint, you know, when we were cavemen and, you know, living as a tribe, like when it was cold, it was cold. And when it was hot, we were hot. But nowadays it's like, when it's cold, we get a blankie or turn the heater on, or when it's hot, we turn on the AC. And if we don't like something, we can go somewhere and act like it doesn't exist. And what happens is we lose touch with some of the natural stressors that we're supposed to do just to keep our nervous system, you know, up and running. And in turn, we end up having more chronic stress instead of the, the good, healthy type of stress, like being cold, like moving and getting your heart rate up, um, like exercising. I mean, we don't have to run and hunt for our food like we used to, you know what I mean? But I remember as a kid, we did, you know, walk to the corner store to get something, you know, to eat. Or I don't know if you guys are old enough to kids could buy cigarettes when just with a note from, you know, the uncle or whatever, like, here's a note, go buy me some cigarettes. You can go buy <laughs> Or, you know, you go, you go with a list and you get the bologna cut at the corner store. But, but anyways, what I'm saying is we used to actually walk to somewhere instead of having it delivered. And, you know, I was thinking about just the concept of like, you know, a diamond, I'm not a diamond person, but it is a brilliant stone. And, uh, you know, from what I've heard, it's one of the hardest stones there is. But I also understand that diamonds are not created unless there's a certain amount of pressure. And I, and I, you know, was thinking about, well, how can we ourselves, you know, how can we 
like live a life where we, you know, at some point can become a, a brilliant diet diamond, you know, a priceless diamond. And um, so I looked up how much pressure does it take to turn a piece of coal into a diamond? Right. And I looked it up and it says that it takes 725,000 pounds per square inch to create, to create, uh, to take coal and turn it into a diamond. So I said, hmm, if we were to do that to a human, <laughs> we would probably get, you know, squished like a, like a grape. But that same pressure over time, right, that same consistent pressure over time, I believe that's one of that's the way how, you know, we take the diamond in the rough or we take the piece of coal and we turn it into a brilliant stone. And right now, with just the way how, you know, things are so convenient today, it's it's taking that process longer because, you know, as a society, we're just more comfortable with being comfortable instead of doing the things that makes us uncomfortable, creating that pressure that makes us better. And ultimately we get to live a life on a higher level. So is anyone on here like, how, how, do you guys like, can you go to a moment in your life when you experienced some pressure in your lives that you, you know, you had some pressure was building and you had to do something. Like anyone like raise their hand and just say like, have you experienced pressure in your life? Yes. What, what kind of pressure was that? I'm just curious. Are you talking about generally like financial? Yeah, what kind of like, pressure? Like, like, just... fin like financial pressure? Hey, that's 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 a good one. <laughs> now, let's say if we if we didn't have that financial pressure, would we strive to be as good as we are in our professional in our profession? Nope. Nope. What about housing or what about a car? What about status? I mean, is there there's certain things that makes us jump into action? Um, and if that influence is not there, then. You know, there's no reason to put our foot on the gas, right? Well, you know, I was thinking at a time, you know, there was a time in my life where uh, I had to make a decision. You know, I had, it had been about 10 years. I went through a 10-year period where it was, I asked the questions like, why me? My narrative was poor me. Um, no one's pain is, is as great as mine. And if you only could be in my shoes, then you would understand. That was my narrative, right? Because my mom passed away when I was a uh, senior in high school. Uh, never really had a relationship with my dad. I didn't have the nuclear family, right? Uh, there were just a lot of things in my, in my life that I felt I didn't have. And therefore, I gave myself excuse, an excuse to do whatever I wanted. And a lot of that stuff was on the wrong side of the fence. So I had this, this real sappy, compelling, poor me story that I used to mesmer, mesmerize people with. And they used to feel sorry for me, right? Which led into a, me into a situation where, you know, I started to self-medicate and I started to, you know, do things to... Uh, alleviate the pain or make the pain go away. 
or justify me doing things I know I shouldn't really be doing. But looking back in that, you know, back on my timeline, I realized that I had a cold moment. Like when I really realized the pressure, where the pressure really picked up for me was after that 10 years of, you know, blaming everything and everyone else for my unhappiness. Uh, I found myself in a situation where uh, I was in a behavior modification drug and alcohol abuse substance program. It wasn't just like, you know, a drug rehab. It was behavior modification. Doesn't that sound like like a wild animal or something like that? Like, you know, like I was caged in a straight jacket and, you know, this <laughs> on the wall or something, you know, it's like uh, it wasn't that bad. But I mean, why did it have to throw the behavior modification part in there? Anyways, while I was in there, right, contemplating like, all right, the artist, you're at this fork in the road. What in the hell are you going to do with your life, bro? Like, really? Like, it's time to make a decision. And, you know, I had this dream. And this is where this dream uh, is where I really, when I look back, this is where the pressure really started to, like, compress me. And I called the dream uh, the, the, dark, the dark overlord dream, right? So I had this dream where... You know, I watched a lot of kung fu movies and I like battle axes and stuff like that. You know, the old school kung fu movies where they go train and with the monks in the, in the mountains and learn how to levitate where I was training to fight the dark, the dark, the dark overlord. So I went away, I trained with some monks. Then I went away with all these different fighters from different tribes. And, you know, I'm toughening, you know, my shins and my, you know, my neck and I'm getting hit over the head with boards and. You know, I'm learning how to use all these fantastic weapons. And, you know, so I trained and I trained really hard and I became an expert at, you know, uh, fatality moves and all this stuff. And so now I had to go after the dark overlord. So I hike through this forest and I get to this lake. Then this dude comes up. He looks like the Green Reaper. I can't see his face. He comes up in his canoe and I paid him. I don't know what I paid him. I think it might have been like a you know, uh, a tooth from some kind of like dragon or something that I had to slay. And I paid him the dragon tooth. And then he took me across this lake. You couldn't see anything. And it took me to this cave opening. And in the cave opening, you know, what was guarding the cave opening were two muscle-bound, four-legged, great white sharks, right? So, Right out of the gate, I had to fight these two muscle-bound great white sharks just to get into the cave to go through the small like gauntlet to eventually get to the dark overlord. So while I'm, you know, I slayed the great white sharks and I go through the thing, and then I, I don't know if you guys remember the Oompa Loompas from the Willy Wonkin and Chocolate Factory, where there are like 500 of those, but they were magical and they had razor blades and they're trying to slice my Achilles tendons and they were just like flying overwhere and biting me and stuff. So I got past the, the Oompa Loompas and then the, the next challenge was I was fighting these two-headed flying saber-toothed tigers, right? So took on the saber-toothed tigers, got past those, you know, it's like, you know, I'm using my battle axe, all of my moves that I've learned from all these different tribes. Then I finally go into this pit and it's got like bones and stuff like 
piled up really high of all kind of different creatures. Like whoever was in that pit was grabbing things and and then throwing the bones right out, right? And then I see there it was, the dark overlord. And I said, dark overlord, reveal yourself. I'm coming to get you. And the dark overlord was like this. And when he revealed himself, it was me. It was me. And I realized in that moment that the battle that I thought I was fighting externally, I was fighting within myself. You know what I mean? The dark overlord was me. And at that point, the pressure started because I was like, oh, I can't blame people and places anymore, right? I can't blame people, places, and things anymore because it was revealed revealed to me that I'm the problem. (laughs) Damn it, I'm the problem. Not my mom passed away. Not that I didn't have a daddy. Not that I was born in this environment where most people don't make it out. Like all these things, these justifications on why, you know, my life is the way it is. I realized that I was the flipping problem. So at that point, the pressure started because now, you know, those excuses for me not going for it, those excuses for me not living, you know, a level 10 life, they didn't have the same oomph anymore because that dream told me the truth. So at that point, you know, that's where I really could feel the pressure, like the diamond forming, like, okay, this is not going to be easy, bro. You know, this is not going to be an easy task to put one foot in front of the other. And I don't know where I'm going, but I know that that narrative that I've been speaking and singing and, you know, uh, hypnotizing people the last 10 years, I no longer had it. And I started with a blank slate, but the pressure was on. Does that anyone follow me? I hope I didn't lose anybody with the the magical creatures and all that stuff, but... (laughs) I was just thinking that was the most fun story told on an Agent Power Huddle ever. Uh, <laughs> and I noticed what a good storyteller you are, which absolutely ties into how you're so successful in real estate. You're a great storyteller. So, so, so can I ask you a question on pressure theology? I know you got, I know you got a place you're going, but I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Um, did the pressure, like that felt, that must've felt like a lot of pressure. Is there too much pressure or just enough pressure or does the amount of pressure matter? You know, I think it depends on the person. Like initially, like too much pressure would just make, well, would have made me quit, right? Too much. That's why I say we don't want to do the 725,000 pounds per square inch all at once. Cause you're going to, you're going to, you know, wave the white flag, throw in the towel. It's going to be like, well, this is, forget this. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people do that. You know, I'm, a, you know, I will say I've done that many times. Like, let's go all in. And then go like, whoo, all in is a little too much. Like, I'd rather just do what I was doing, right? So I would say that it depends on the person. And that's why I mentioned earlier the importance of it's not all the pressure, but we do need to have a constant squeeze. You know what I mean? If we don't have that constant squeeze, then there's no, 
there's no edge to be activated and we can easily like sleepwalk, you know, through these days that we have. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, I wanted to, to just bring to people, you know, bring to the top of mind, it's like, okay, Theodis, I get it. You know, stepping outside your comfort zone is important. Uh, we hear that all the time. You know, there's amazing speakers all, all the time that talks about, you know, transforming your life and living a life on a, on a higher level. And I'm really just coming from a place of, you know, how can someone who's ordinary do things that are extraordinary, right? Everyone here has a superpower. Everyone here has the ability to just do something that, you probably thought was impossible. You know, everyone has that ability. And what I'm learning about myself, and that's why I come here on Agent Power Huddle, is <laughs> we are sitting on like so much power, so much amazing, you know, just amazing energy, so much like, you know, things that we can we can discover and then share with other people. But Sometimes we lose touch with how in the hell do you activate it, right? Like, how do you activate that? You know, because I can tell you right now, I'm trained out. I'm so tired of going to trainings and seminars and, uh, you know, paying for this. Or, I mean, I'm always going to be a student, ALS, always learning. That's, you know, a part of my, my fabric. But let's be honest, you guys, you know, sometimes, you know, more information does not motivate me to do more or, or be better, you know? So it's like, how do we break this down and, and make it, you know, uh, practical? Like, what, what should we do? So I got a couple of thought, little things I just wanted to share just to see, um, you know, for you guys to have as a gauge of where do I start with this? You know, how do I turn myself into a diamond? You might be a diamond in a rough right now. You just need to, you know, finish the, finish the process. But wherever you're at in the process, uh, you got five things to, you know, just to get a gauge on whether or not you're operating inside your comfort zone. Right. Um, number one, no longer get nervous. You know, you're no longer nervous. You no longer get the butterflies or about the task or what you're about to do. You know, you just got it all figured out. You know, that's usually, that's an indicator. Number two. So, so hold on. So what you're saying is if you're feeling a little nervous for what you're doing, that's a good thing. That means you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Love yeah. it. So if you, if that's not, if, if you, if you're just there, hmm. You might have been uncomfortable at a certain point, but if you're just like, I got this, well, chances are you're in your comfort zone. That pressure is not there, right? Uh, number two, we stop preparing, right? Remember when, you know, if you got a listing appointment or if you, you're, you got to talk to someone, you got a team meeting or whatever, and you got to, you know, you take time out to prepare so that you can be your best you in that situation, well, if we stop preparing, chances are, you know, that's a, a, a sign that we're in our comfort zone. Um, if you wake up feeling like just a lack of sim sense of purpose, yeah, we have a long to-do list, right? We got all these things to do, 
But if that's, I won't even say motivation, but you know what I mean? It's, there's a, a certain it factor when we wake up, we're like, oh, I got to do this today. Like, I got to, if that's not present, <laughs> you know, that's a, a indicator, right? Uh, number four, retail therapy. Has anyone decided, man, maybe just be feeling flat and just go, hmm, maybe I should buy this or maybe I should get that. Anyone guilty of retail therapy? Hmm. A new something. I remember I, you know, I work out, so I got to have my workout gear, right? Like I got to have my gear. Sometimes it's color coordinated. I won't go into that, but <laughs> uh, I remember going into the out the Nike outlet and I was in there and I had, Ooh, you would think I was a professional athlete on the stuff that was hanging on my arm. But then when I looked at it, I was like, you know what? I need to go donate some of that stuff in my closet first before I buy anything else. Right? Had one of those moments. Like I was about to go spend some money because I was lacking something. And now that I think about it, I was in my comfort zone and I was looking to do some. Anything other than stepping out my comfort zone. So I was going to fix it by go getting, you know, some more gear. Um, and then I like this one. When we're in that mode, when we have the I know-itis or the, you know, the I know, I know syndrome where, you know, someone's trying to explain something to you and internally you're just like, oh, I got this or I know, I know, you know, when we know everything, but for whatever reason, that's not moving the needle, chances are, you know what I'm saying, we're in our comfort zone. And so now I, you know, I explained some of the things about some of the indicators that we can use to see, well, wait a minute, is a, am I working on, you know, bringing out that diamond in me or if I'm just sitting there, a piece of coal that's all crusty and, you know, I like to say dressed up garbage can, but you, you know, if I'm a piece of coal that's not uh, being squeezed yet, here's a couple of things for a pressure check, right? Like I call it a pressure check. Um, are you moving daily or are you stagnant, right? Today with all the, the Zoom calls, with all the video stuff, I know I'm an active person, but I've been sitting on this thing a whole lot more. And after a whole day of that, I mean, even with CrossFit, I'm just like, you know, I could have brushed my teeth, but I'm still like, you know, just don't feel fresh. You know what I mean? So it's important to uh, make sure that we're moving. And I'm not saying that, you know, go out and purchase, go get a gym membership or, you know, once again, I'm not saying put 725,000 pounds per square inch all at once to getting moving, but it is important for us to, you know, start moving, you know, or at least acknowledge when we're not moving enough to get, you know, our, our vitals up and going. And then I like this one too. Do something you have never done before. When was the last time you've done something you've never done before? I 
I'm just curious. When was the last time? Who, who's done something recently they've never done before? You see how easy it is to get trapped in like what I know and what we know to do, right? Some people know that I'm on this, uh, this journey to, you know, well, I did my first Ironman last year, but this past weekend, like my open water, open water swims are now in the bay, right? Because first I was learning how to do, you know, just swim in the pool. In the pool, you can see everything. There's markers. You can look down. You can race people and look and, and just, you know, oh, their form looks a little better than mine. Let me copycat that. You can do all that in the pool, right? But in the bay, you can't see nothing. In the bay, there's known to be sharks in there, right? In the bay, the water tastes like toilet water. It just smells like garbage right? And it's freezing, right? And then, you know, you, you're, you're swimming and you think, oh, I'm doing this. And you look at the buoy and you still can't even see the buoy where you're supposed to swim to, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that I'm doing in my life that I've never done before, which is in turn bringing insight to my business, uh, to my relationships, uh, to how much pressure am I applying on myself? Is it too much or, or not enough um, to help me stay in that constant state of pressure? Because I truly believe that um, by taking on this new thing of something I've never done before, it's helping me just appreciate life on the most basic level, right? Because when I do something I've never done before, there's a certain level of vulnerability, you know, as a man and, you know, no place for ego at all. You know, when I'm breaking down all those layers, you know, building myself, breaking myself down so I could build myself up. What it's also doing is helping me just have a, you know, an intuitive relationship with the process. And when I say the process, I'm, you know, I'm, out in the bay swimming with sharks in the cold in the toilet. <laughs> uh, it's not even fun. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. It's not even fun, but the mental peace that's needed for me to swim over a mile in that type of condition, while I was swimming, I was thinking, no pressure, no diamond. Like, the stuff when I'm putting myself mentally and physically through, I'm just building the muscles like, ooh, this is very uncomfortable. I don't like the way this feels. Like, I'd rather be back in my bed, sleep with my thumb in my mouth, even though I don't even put my thumb in my mouth. But that's what it felt like when I was in the water, right? So I ask you, I challenge you guys to find something. Find something that you've never done before. And do it. And then let, let us know how that was, you know? Because if no one raised their hand about they haven't done anything in a while, that's kind of, that's a concerning thing for me. So, and I know that looking at everyone's face on here, if you go try something that you've never done before, your face will look so different next week. Because it's going to light you up. <laughs> and seriously, it's going to light you up. And that's why I'm like, I have this energy because I'm telling you out there in that water. And I don't know if it was a piece of kelp or something, but something hit my big toe. 
<laughs> something hit my big toe and I don't know if it was something trying to get it or, you know, but I had that stuff in my head and I had to work through it. And when I got back to land, I just had a different appreciation for walking on two feet. Once again, the basics. And then also when I went back to sit down and work and look at my plan for the week, I had just more appreciation that I have an opportunity to get better, you know, in my business. I have an opportunity to coach, support, and mentor. So everything was just fresh again because I didn't stay in, you know, the realm of I know, you know, just doing the things I know. So that was a long-winded way of saying, you know, go out there, try something different, do something different. Don't try. Go out there and do something different. Yeah, that is, that is incredible, man. I got three out of the five things you listed where I'm like, okay, check, check, check. I'm on it. Thank you for my instruction manual for the day. Right on. That's great. Oh. Welcome to the week, guys. Happy Monday, Theodis. Good stuff, dude. Right on. I appreciate you guys being here. And seriously, go do something different. All right? See you guys See you tomorrow. Later. Tomorrow, we got the power of questions and how to, how to help your clients get exactly what they want. Connie Roller is going to guest host with me tomorrow morning. So guys, see you here tomorrow morning. Power of All questions. Right. See you later. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.